Talk Radio 96.7. Let the weekend begin. Wait. Yes, sir. And we always start the weekends off around here by asking the preacher. Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. Ask the Preacher, here's John. The show today, welcome. Glad you are listening. Uh, drive safe in the rainy weather on your way home today. And uh, when you do get home, just stay parked in the driveway or in the garage and keep listening for the entire entire hour. You don't want to miss today's program because in, in the studio, my good friend George Locke. Hello, everybody. And just a little <laughs> public service announcement. If you do get home, park your car in the garage and continue to listen. Just make Shut sure you turn car your car off. off. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you're going to get real sleepy real fast. Yeah, and we don't want you to fall asleep during the program. No, it's uh, an exciting program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting every um, Friday. It's we actually have no week. idea what's going to happen, so that's why it's that's why it's exciting. No, um, f- before we do anything else, um, I want to invite you to participate. Uh, George, tell them how they can join us, please. Oh, you can call in 863-682-1430. You can also... 863-682-1430. You can also go to askthepreacher.com. You can find the phone number there in case you missed it uh, or you forget what it is. You can also submit questions. You can find previous episodes. But uh, yeah, join the conversation today. Ask a question. It can be something uh, on topic, off topic. Either way, we'll do our best to give you a biblically-based, informed answer. I, uh, I, I want to start out with a, with a scripture, George, um, out of Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. Now, this comes out of the New American Standard Bible. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10 says, We have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will. That's talking about God's will. That you would be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner that is worthy of the Lord, to please Him in every respect, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. I want to go back to the beginning of that part where it says that you'd be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Um, There are a lot of people that don't know what the will of God is, and yet the will of God is written right there in the Scripture. Um, we could split hairs, or, or well, I shouldn't say it that way. We could we could dig into it and talk about: uh, Is there one will of God? Are there many, or is, is there a variety that that exists within the will of God? Is it um, is it kind of loose, but but or is it tightly tightly defined? And I think it um, it depends on what you're talking about as to whether certain things are tightly defined. Uh, versus general. Uh, People might say, is that a a general will of God? Is it a permissive will of God? Is it a specific will of God? Um, All of those things have their their bearing, but I think in, 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 in this light, people simply need to desire to know what God's will is. And and I, I really want to bring this into this idea. Um, for the last 15 days, including today, our church, Believers Fellowship, as well as anybody who's joined us, we have been on a 21-day, so we still have a few days to go, a 21-day prayer focus uh, concerning schools. And um, today is day number 16, so I guess actually the last 16 days. And uh, and. And when you look at today's world, um, 
people often don't know who they are. We, we have in our society gender confusion, gender, gender identity confusion. Um, we, we have all sorts of confusions concerning what a person is. We don't even know what a woman is. <laughs> what a woman is. Um, that's not really true. We know what a woman is. Some people don't know what a woman is. Um, all of this confusion, and it's not supposed to be. It is my desire. I believe it would be your desire, George. It's certainly the Apostle Paul's desire when he wrote in Colossians here that we would be filled with the knowledge of God's will. Well, if we should be filled with the knowledge of something, that means there is information, there is knowledge to be obtained. We can be filled with the with the knowledge of God's will. I just believe wholeheartedly it is imperative that we as believers in Jesus Christ find out what the will of God is for our lives. Um, and so, so much so that if we don't find that out, we will struggle with knowing what we're supposed to accomplish in life. Um, how are we supposed to raise our family? What direction are we supposed to send them? What about my own life? What What is my purpose? And when people struggle uh, and what their purpose is, they really may struggle in a lot, a lot of areas. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, you were reading Colossians there. He goes on to explain how we do that. Uh, it doesn't say that he just desires it. He goes on to explain it. And it's really about uh, the most important thing is that we have a relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ. But it doesn't stop. Uh, the, the relationship begins when you humble yourself and receive his free gift. But it doesn't stop there. That's not a one-time, you know, I say a prayer and it's, it's done. Mm-hmm. You're a living sacrifice. You're supposed to be bearing good fruit. Yeah. It's a process of growth. And, uh, you know, the the christianese behind it is it's it's sanctification i'm continually renewing my mind and pressing in and seeking that and that's part of the fruit of of uh the testimony that we're actually receiving his nature is this desire to grow and to submit ourselves as a living sacrifice and that can be difficult sometimes i mean sacrifice isn't easy sure hence hence what a sacrifice is yeah and so yeah, you know, there's a lot of people, and it kind of goes, I'm sure today we're going to talk more about politics because we always Absolutely. do, and I hear people all the time, even in my circles, say, ah, you know, I'm just tired of hearing about politics, and, you know, we shouldn't be talking about that stuff in, in Christian circles and in churches, and it's like, yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> you really should because you're going to be ruled by the government you deserve, first of all, mm-hmm. and the the point of how it all ties into knowing things is uh, the, the Bible makes it clear. God is not the author of confusion, and it's for lack of knowledge that his people perish. Uh, yeah. His people perish. His people, yeah. Not the world. It's his people perish for lack of, of knowledge. And so uh, even if you don't feel like it's something that's your personality or that's something that uh, gets you excited and it's fun— well, maybe it needs to be a bit sacrificial for you to pursue the will of God and to find out and to dig deeper into these truths. Second King tells us that it's the pleasure of God to conceal a matter and the, the treasure of the kings treasure. to seek those yeah. things out. So, 
Yeah, you, you mentioned the word sacrifice a couple times, and um, it's a that's a very powerful word, um, especially in contrast to what a lot of people would consider modern day Christianity to be. Um, it is true that Jesus paid the price. Um, now, if you understand that in that term, he paid the price. Now, we could enumerate what all that is, but people will make the statement of, of say. Um, you know, salvation is free. It doesn't cost you anything. That's entirely, entirely incorrect. I cannot earn my salvation. I cannot pay something of my own to buy my salvation, but it costs Jesus his entire life. And the truth of the matter is, to live for Christ, it costs me my entire life. Yeah. Salvation, being able to go to God and say, look, it's not my good works it's Jesus's death on the cross that pays for my violation of God's law. That is free. But what's not free... Well, is, it's free to me. Jesus... Well, well sure. It's, sure, it's free, it's free to us. But what's not free is every moment after, after that, that, because the relationship isn't free. I have a relationship with my wife. She has a relationship with me. And anybody who's been in any kind of relationship, whether it's marriage or, you know, a parental or sibling, or just a friendship, there's requirements, and uh, th- there is sacrifice that needs to be made. And, and yeah, it's, it is um, without holiness, no man sees God. That's one thing that I've been working through. As Paul says, you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, and yeah. something that's really been, been striking a, a chord with me lately. And uh, it's, it's this idea of we need to live holy. Yeah, Uh, we're going to go to a break here. Uh, Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. George, John, my life is not my own. It now belongs to Christ. Right on. Folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. But now let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher for this Friday afternoon, brought to you by Believers Fellowship. Here's John Freed. Hey, welcome back to the program this afternoon. Uh, happy uh, August the 5th to you. Drive safe in the, on, the, on the wet roads. George, thanks for being in the studio here. Thanks today. for having me. It's uh, always a, a pleasure to have intelligent conversation. Until that rolls along, I guess I'll do. <laughs> 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 we were talking about uh, knowing the will of God. Um, we read Colossians chapter 1 uh, and verse 9 and 10 um, to be filled. It was Paul's desire. He said, I pray and I ask that you would be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And, and then uh, so I want to go on to the next part. It says, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. You already mm-hmm. went there a little bit in your conversation and talking about um, sanctification, uh, holiness, living a righteous life, and instead of instead of just uh, I'm going to put my words to it, instead of just wearing this badge that says, "Oh, I'm a Christian," "Oh yeah, I believe in God," or "Oh yeah, I, I believe in in Jesus," the, the scriptures say that even the devils believe and tremble, mm-hmm. and so the idea of believing and even believing with a an element of fear <laughs> is Obviously not enough because yet there's still devils. There's no redemption to the devil. Can I interject? Uh, you, sir. Take it a step further. Even calling him Lord, mm. 
may not be enough because Jesus says in, in that day, many, many shall will say to me come to me, day. Lord, Lord. They proclaim his lordship over their life. But, but I will say to them, I, d- I don't even know you. Depart from me, you workers of Iniquity. lawlessness, yeah. violating of the law. And and it's, uh, yeah, it's this, this hyper grace idea that I can just live however I want, but it's, you can't. It's a relationship. I can't say that I'm married to my wife and then go out and be with every woman in you know town. It doesn't work that way. It's exclusive. It's an yeah, unconditional yeah. love, but the relationship is conditional. She might always love me. She might always be there uh, to to take me back in and and to to mend the wounds and to forgive all as nothing happened. But to be in the relationship. That requires commitment on my part. Yeah, and you know, you you mentioned uh, the grace of God. I I think it can be so easily misunderstood because it's so big. The grace of God is so vast. He is gracious, um, and the love of God—that's who He is. It's not something that He yep. has. It's who He is. Yeah. Yep. Um. My my dad used to make this statement, and um, I don't know that it's that that people will necessarily like it. I guess in one sense, I don't really care. But um, he would say, "God will love you all the way to hell." Yeah, it's like uh. whoa. I mean, it's like does 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 he hate the persons that are in hell? No, he loved them so much he sent his son Jesus to die for them. I mean, he loves them with an everlasting love, but it doesn't. The love of God, now here's here's the tough part, the love of God doesn't automatically make someone righteous. It's to receive and reciprocate the love of God that does the thing. And so uh, we, we see in our world today, because people have been confused about their identity, uh, I'm, let, me, let me rephrase that, because people have been confused as to how God wants us to be, how God wants us to walk in our identity that is found in Christ, how God wants us to know his will and live accordingly, Um, because that has been confused. People cannot walk in a manner that is worthy of the Lord, and they can't please him. That's the next part of that, and to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Um, I I, I think about, uh, you mentioned earlier, we'll probably get, Onto the subject matter of politics. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So, we have people that are literally running for office. That, in one sense, we would look and say they have no qualification to run for office. But you know why they're running? Because they are stirred down on the inside of themselves to say the morality of America has gotten way off track, and somebody has to do something about it. It's unfortunate to me that the church is not crying out with a loud voice and saying, we've got to fix what is going wrong with the morality of our nation. But rather, the church has done things like, well, we want to be accepting and we want to be pleasing. Um, You know, we we don't want people to be upset with us. Um, We want people to like us. Uh, We want people to come in the doors. And the reality is the church has, has decided to be a big business rather than be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus in the earth today. That's upsetting to me. It's got to change. Yeah. Uh, 
Wow, powerful uh, statements, but absolutely true. I, I want to read something. This is a a poem written by a a, a man named uh, Carmelo. Carmelo. And uh, it's actually a song that he wrote, but I'm going to read it for you. It's George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Samuel Adams, First Chief Justice John Jay. These names synonymous with the spirit of our country, the founding fathers of the USA. Over 200 years ago, they shook off the chains of tyranny from Great Britain with divine call. Citing 27 biblical violations, they wrote the Declaration of Independence with liberty and justice for all. But something happened since Jefferson called the Bible the cornerstone for American liberty and then put it in our schools as a light. Or since give me liberty or give me death, Patrick Henry said, our country was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. We eliminated God from the equation of American life, thus eliminating the reason this nation first began. From beyond the grave, I hear the voices of our founding fathers pleading, we need God in America again. Of the 55 men who formed the Constitution, 52 were active members in their church. Founding fathers like Noah Webster, who wrote the first dictionary, could literally quote the Bible chapter and verse. James Madison said, we've staked our future on our ability to follow the Ten Commandments with all of our heart. These men believed you couldn't even call yourself an American if you subverted the word of God. In his farewell address, Washington said, you can't have national morality apart from religious principle. And it's true. Because right now we have nearly 150,000 kids carrying guns to the war zones we call public schools. In the 40s and the 50s, student problems were chewing gum and talking. In the 90s, rape and murder are the trend. The only way that we can restore this nation is by putting God in America again. uh, There's more to it, but I want to stop there. Wow. Can you send me that? I'd like to know. And and, um, maybe we'll even put a link on our website, askthepreacher.com. Is that a public uh, yeah, poem? we yeah we can, uh, yeah, we can put it right on there. Let's link to it, and uh, man, that's that's powerful. You, you <laughs> let's talk about schools for a moment. Maybe when we come back from the break at the bottom of the hour, we'll we'll pick up and talking about schools. Um, I know it's commonly said, and, and the left has dismissed it. Uh, the 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 Marxist godless a- a- agenda has dismissed this idea that when we took prayer out of schools, that it was a demise of our nation. But it's absolutely true. Um, we we stopped using the Bible as a text for learning, whether it be reading, whether it be morality, whether it be ethics, whether it be civics, um, whatever the case might might be. It's all in the scriptures, all of these types of lessons, um, even arithmetic for that matter. But uh, yeah. anyway, it's all there in the scriptures. When we took the Bible out, we took prayer out. Uh, folks, we can't be blind to that anymore. We can't say, oh, no, it's not that, it's it's this, it's that. No, no, it's absolutely the fact that we took God out of our public square, whether it be schools, whether it be government, whether it be justice system. We took God out. We decided to legislate uh, from our own will, our own mind, rather than from the will of God, which is the Word of God. And when we did that, we turned our country in the wrong direction. You say, well, but it, it wasn't the end of our country. No, but it was the beginning of the end. We might be at the edge of the end of the end. And we'll talk about it more when we come back. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. You can join the conversation by calling in, but visit the website, askthepreacher.com, and you'll find out all the ways uh, to join us. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a few minutes. And now let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher. 
Your weekly chance to get Bible questions answered. It's brought to you by Believers Fellowship. Here's John Freed. Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're listening to the program today. And uh, again, if you want to join the conversation, ask a question, make a comment, you can visit the website askthepreacher.com or dial us direct 863-682-1430. And uh, before we went on to the, the break there, we were talking about America, um, the founding of America, the politics, how we've gone awry in our government, in our governance, in our judicial system, the school system, and it all began really uh, when we began to take God out of the equation. Um, we started our conversation and talking about the will of God, knowing who you are, who you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to do in life, uh, your purpose, and, and all of these types of things. And so that is our, our conversation uh, for for today. But uh, we have a, a caller that has called in. So, uh, I, Laura, welcome to the Ask the Preacher show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, now I got to talk to you for a half a moment during the uh, during the break there. So introduce yourself, who you really are in full. Well, uh, I am Laura Loomer. I'm a congressional candidate, a Republican America First uh, candidate for Congress in Florida's 11th district. The uh, Laura Loomer. Includes, uh, Folks, the Laura Loomer has called into the Ask the Preacher radio show. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh, the 11th district is uh, now including parts of um, Lake County, Sumter County, including the villages, uh, sections of Polk County, including uh, Polk City and East Lakeland, and also uh, sections of Orange County, including Windermere, Winter Garden, and the Disney properties. And You know I'm what You know, it really stinks for me, uh, Laura, is you are literally, your district begins across the street from my neighborhood. It's that, like, really oh. stinks. I, I was in the villages a while back doing an event. Um, you were there at the event. Unfortunately, I was not uh, allowed um, to have you come up and speak. But um, I've done just a, a, a hair bit of, of research on you. You, um, George, and I were talking a little bit later, uh, or a little bit earlier, rather, um, about right now politics and um, how I said it is necessary. You know what we need is people who are willing to rattle the cage, shake the tree. Uh, we cannot have things uh, status quo that we've had for the last 15, 20 years in conservative politics. Uh, you're, a, you're a mover and a shaker. And um, anyway, you've done some pretty awesome things. Um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, why you're running, what stirred you to move down into uh, to Florida, uh, come up from uh, another district into the district where you are now. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I ran last election season down in Palm Beach County where I was the Republican nominee. Uh, I uh, won my nomination. I was endorsed by President Donald Trump, and he also voted for me. You know, I was I came to be known over the years for my uh, high profile conservative investigative journalism, including my work with Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. And ultimately, also, uh, you know, my bans on social media and my activism uh, in the pursuit of free speech against the big tech social media companies. And, you know, after the stolen election of 2020, we got to see how many of these rhinos in the Republican Party are really just feckless cowards. They don't fight back in support of our president, in support of our constitution, or in support of election integrity. And uh, one of those rhinos is Daniel Webster. And, you know, Dan Webster, a lot of people have come to know him over the years. He's 40 years in office in, in Florida uh, with the, speak of, 
you know, Florida Speaker of the House and then in the Senate and also now a congressman here in the 11th District. But what they don't know is that Dan Webster is one of the only Republicans who skipped the vote on the second impeachment of Donald Trump. He does not believe the election was stolen. I mean, I don't know how anybody could not believe the election was stolen. The evidence is undeniable. And he also skipped the vote on the January 6th commission and recently skipped the vote when Democrats tried to federalize our elections and give illegal aliens the right to vote. So he's what we would call a good old boy rhino. And the fact of the matter is, is that we are in the middle of a communist takeover in this country. And oh, with the redistricting that believe, just took place uh, yeah. in Florida, yeah. with the redistricting that, and it's spiritual, it's also spiritual warfare, right? It's not even right versus left anymore because we have our own, uh, you know, obstructionist uh, evildoers in our own Republican Party. Uh, who are allowing for this communist takeover to take place. It's really about right versus wrong, good versus evil. Yeah. And so we have, we have, I like to tell people there's no Democrats who are Republicans, but there's many Republicans who are Democrats. And Dan Webster is one of these, you know, rhinos that is allowing for this to take over, this communist takeover because of his absenteeism. He's actually the seventh most absent member of Congress. And I was recruited by Lake County Republicans to move my district. And I did because I believe in, uh, America. I believe that the people of District 11, uh, which includes, you know, residents of East Lakeland and and uh, Polk City, I believe that they need their voices represented and we need fighters. We need people yes. who are not going to go along and get along with the establishment. Yeah. Uh, George, go ahead. No, I, I like that. Uh, you know, the Bible says by their fruit, you will know them. And I guess if uh, a person who's supposed to be representing a particular uh, district is absent a lot in their voting and refuse to uh, fight and and uh, represent the views of the people who put them in the office. Uh, that's a pretty good indication of where they might be yeah. at one way or the other. But uh, Laura, let me ask you this uh, question. <clears throat> Maybe I'm going to get into some hot water here. Give me in in ten seconds one reason why somebody should vote for you as opposed to any other candidate out there. What's one because I'm strong a, I'm, argument? I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter with a proven track record, and I've put in the fight as a, an investigative journalist and as a conservative activist. And I've I've shown that uh, there's 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 nothing I'm not willing to do uh, for the sake of fighting for freedom. And I mean, it's undeniable. I am the most America First Republican candidate, the most constitutionally conservative candidate in this race, and my track record proves it. Now, you, you challenged uh, Hillary Clinton one time uh, concerning some answers. Did, did she ever give you answers for what you were looking for? No, she, I asked her what happened to her 33,000 emails at the launch of her book, What Happened, and I asked her what happened in Benghazi, and I was escorted out by Secret Service. I also confronted Hil uh, James Comey at his book signing about why he uh, briefed uh, Donald Trump on this salacious and unverifi unverifiable steel dossier. And the fact of the matter is, is that I've already proven myself to be a fighter, and I've already had interactions with the most corrupt uh, individuals in our government on both sides of the aisle. And that's why both the GOP establishment and the Democrat Party don't want me in there, because yeah, yeah. that's why I'm banned everywhere. Yeah, you uh, you also challenged Ilian Omar uh, about some, some things. And did she ever yeah, give you I'm answers? I'm banned because I am, the, I am the journalist who broke the story about Ilhan Omar marrying her brother. And all of her ties to ISIS, Hamas, the Muslim Brotherhood, her hatred for Israel, her hatred for Jews and Christians, her desire to implement Sharia law. 
And look, this is one nation under God, not one nation under Allah. When when, when Val Demings was uh, pushing for gun control, uh, you you challenged her on on some state uh, some things. How did that go? Yeah, she was actually here in the villages a few weeks ago, and I confronted her about her hypocrisy. Uh, she wants to take away people's guns, and yet she herself had her own gun stolen out of her vehicle because she improperly uh, failed to secure it. So, you know, we shouldn't really be taking advice from. Uh, communist Democrats who uh, don't even know how to be responsible gun owners themselves. So I, I think about these things that uh, you have challenged some very high-profile people uh, with some truth statements and truth questions. Uh, and if if you would do those types of things on a national type level, um, you'd you'd fight for for Floridians. <laughs> I mean, hand, hands down, you're not you're not afraid. Uh, there's been some comments made about you um, that I can't express on the air that you are really bold and courageous, and I can't say it other ways. But um, anyway, I, I I applaud your your fight. Um, I can't endorse candidates, but I would say if I lived in your district, I'd be voting for you. <laughs> you don't live in you don't live out of Lakeland or Polk County. Well, uh, your district is across the street from my neighborhood, so uh, I am in the in the district where we have uh, Scott Franklin, uh, Hart Pence, uh, Jennifer Raybon, uh, Schmeling, and in, in Arizona or something like that running. So, okay. literally, uh, if I cross the street from my neighborhood, I'd be your district. My my friends, some of my friends live in your district, and I've I've talked to them. Um, anyway, uh, Laura, I don't know if you can hang around. We're gonna we have to take a two minute break here at the quarter hour. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to hang, uh, yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Hey, she's gonna be on the on the air. So, folks, get on social media. Let them know. Tune or call your neighbors. Tune into ninety six point seven Talk Radio and listen to the last segment of today's Ask the Preacher uh, with a call in guest surprise visit from Laura Loomer. Uh, we'll be back in two and a half minutes. Fourth and final segment of Ask the Preacher coming up here on Talk Radio 96.7, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's John and George. Well, folks, I wish we had uh, more time because uh, during this break here, apparently another representative, in, or, well, hopeful representative uh, in our area has called also in. So, uh, Laura, are you still there on the phone? I'm here. All right, Laura is there, and Laura, let me introduce to you the uh, the lady who has just called in, and I haven't even said hi to her yet, but it is my understanding that Jennifer Rabin is also on the phone. Are you there, Jennifer? Yes, I am. Good afternoon. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. This is amazing. So we got Laura Loomer from District 11 on one line. We got uh, Jennifer Rabin from District 18. Both of your districts, if you win them, uh, you guys will touch each other in your districts. So I, uh, I, I hope that, that you guys will meet each other and um, make a great bond and fight for America hard. Um, so, Jennifer, welcome to the program. You were you were listening to the conversation with Laura. I guess it in, inspired you to also call in. George and I were talking during the break, and uh, we'll just pose this question to, to both of you. Um, is there still hope for America? Jennifer? Well, I just wanted to say, and what prompted me to call in, I was listening to Laura talk, which, hi, Laura, how you doing? Um, Good, talk how are you doing? Doing great, thank yeah. you. And I think that's absolutely what we have to have in Washington right now is people like Laura, people who, like myself, are fighters and are not going to go up there and just, you know, 
stretch out the olive branch and say, you know, where can we, you know, basically give up our rights just to appease the, the liberal left? We, we're under a crisis right now. Our Constitution is being challenged and threatened to the very core. And again, it's going to take fighters to fight for this nation. So I just want to applaud Laura for what she's doing, because let me tell you, you take a hit when you run for Congress and when you put yourself out there, because we all know, and I just want to give you kind of a thumbs up here, Laura, that when somebody asks you a question, you answer the question. You don't dodge the question. You don't hide from the question. You answer the mm-hmm. question. And that's what we need. We need accountability in Washington, and we need people who are willing to be transparent to their, uh, to their constituents. So, so with yeah. that being said, Jennifer, and, and I'm sure Laura appreciates that, we're, I, I, I'm hoping, this is George, I'm hoping that uh, you can answer that question. Is there hope for the Absolutely. United States as a whole? And specifically, since you're going to be representing Florida, God willing, is there hope Absolutely. and where do you see the future of Florida? And I actually think that you, you basically just hit the point right there, God willing. I do believe that there is a destiny for this country. I think that this country is has lost its way under the lack of leadership in Washington, the lack of leadership being either just plain old weakness or a lack of understanding of the Constitution. But either way, um, we can right this ship, and it's going to just take fighters to do it. But I believe, again, God has a purpose for this country, and he uses people to execute that purpose. And it's people like myself and Laura and others who are grassroots America First Republicans who aren't politicians, frankly, and who are going up there for service to country. Laura, let me ask you a question here. Um, you know, we, we have a Marxist agenda being pushed all across the nation. Uh, Soros uh, has dumped millions and millions of dollars all across the nation uh, to affect elections, to affect school boards, to to affect uh, local politicians as well as as national politicians. Uh, what must we do to right the ship? Yeah, well, I want to thank Jennifer for her kind words as well. Thank you. Uh, look, I think 2022 is our last chance to get it right. We need bold leadership and fighters in the Republican Party who are actually going to secure our elections because we can talk about all the issues that matter, whether it's immigration, the Second Amendment, abortion, the economy, you name it, right? But at the end of the day, election integrity is the most important issue facing this country. And if we don't get America First fighters into Congress to right the ship, as, as, as Jennifer pointed out, and that's, that's not just taking back the House. Okay, that's also about purging rhino Republicans. There are a lot of Republican incumbents in safe red Republican seats that are actually not legislating constitutionally. They are getting away with voting with the Democrats and supporting things like unconstitutional vaccine tracking uh, mandate databases, uh, uh, amnesty, okay, uh, not supporting the president during the impeachment, refusing to admit that the election was stolen. And these people represent majority Republican seats. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so uh, Jennifer and I would know, right? We're running against them. So the fact of the matter is, is that if we don't have clean and fair elections in this country, it's over. America's over. So I think that the biggest hope for this country is eliminating voter fraud. And that's why I'm proud to say that I'm an election integrity candidate. And uh, my first and foremost issue is election integrity, because if we don't have free and fair elections, uh, nothing else is going to matter because it's just a downward effect. Everything is downstream from whoever wins the election. 
elections have consequences. And as I like to tell people, stolen elections have even greater consequences. And we're in a crisis right now because the election was stolen. Well, Laura Loomer running for Congress in District 11 and Jennifer Rabun running for Congress in District 18. Thank you both for um, deciding to call into the program today. And uh, folks, I, I think if you if you hear their uh, passion, you hear their words, um, there is hope for America. But as as Nathan Pawlowski said to us just uh, last week, America is one election away from her end. And so uh, we, we've, we have to get this right this time. It's absolutely necessary. So my encouragement to you is vote for candidates that have a fear of the living God, that have a biblical worldview, who understand that America was founded on biblical principles, Judeo-Christian values. And when we come back to that, you will see a resurrection of life in America again. Uh, Jennifer, Laura, thank you both for calling in. Uh, you're yeah, welcome to you so call much. in anytime. Anytime. Thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah, That's bless love, you. Have a, have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye. Folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. We're here every Friday, and uh, it was uh, that's a that's quite the honor, George, to have these two candidates uh, call in. Um, I've never met Laura face to face personally. I have met Jennifer one time face to face, and uh, we had a great conversation about some things. She actually changed my mind on on some issues. Uh, that was that was pretty pretty interesting. Uh, so anyway, it was it was awesome to have them have them call in. Uh, Folks, I hope you enjoyed the program today. I know uh, our topic changed at the uh, bottom of the hour, but uh, that was was quite awesome. So uh, that was uh, Laura Loomer in District 11 that called in and uh, Jennifer Rabin in District 18 that that called in. And uh, maybe we'll hear more from them at a later date, maybe from some other candidates as well. I want to invite... Oh, go ahead, George. I was going to say, speaking of elections, do not forget August 20th. Or sooner, because early voting. Early voting. but Mail-in uh, ballots, absentee. you yeah. got to make sure you vote for the Polk County School Board. Yeah. That's August 23rd. So, so, so important. And I already shared my opinion. It's simply my opinion. Anybody who is currently sitting in those school board seats, it's just they, got, they need to go. They need to replace them. That is my opinion. You can have a different opinion. But uh, anyway, hey, we love you. We hope you've enjoyed the program. God bless you.